Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Happy Hump Day, Wednesday, Wine's Day, Whiskey Wednesday, and whatever else you freaking celebrate today. Happy Weather Sucking Wednesday. <laughs> weather Sucking Wednesday. It is, you know, I do feel guilty saying it in the morning, but you and I both both kind of said it. It, it was. It's kind of co- been cold the last couple of nights. Thank you. Thank you. It has been cold the last couple of nights. Tonight's going down to five degrees overnight. Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful during the day. It's great. It's just we're supposed to be beyond this point at this point, aren't we? I mean, the yeah. five degree overnight lows. We went from way above normal to way below normal. Yeah, that is that is definitely lower than than average. Uh, that said, I am sure it's just going to get stinking hot for a while and we'll be like, ah, oh, man, it'd be nice to have just like one cool night. Uh, I, I I don't know. Either way, I, there's going to be people complaining, right? Too hot, too hot, too cold. Like they don't, there's going to be complaints no matter what. So we I, have fucked up this planet so badly yeah. when it comes to climate change that the climate is changing. It's plain as day to ed- to everybody. And everybody seems to be a little bit concerned about it, but nobody wants to do anything about it. Yeah. Very, very frustrating. Uh, Not that I have all the answers by any means, by the way. I have no idea what we should do. Uh, Cut our greenhouse gas emissions. Move the moon, isn't that? Move the moon, yeah. (laughs) Stupid shit like that. Simple. Uh, Lots to talk about in today's After 9, but I'm going to start off with a series of tweets that I got yesterday. Because, you know, people are so quick to pounce and judge on Twitter in particular, and it's getting worse. Yeah. So I put out there yesterday, I, I had to go to uh, the Circle K near my place, and all I wanted was an iced tea. I was out and about. I'd been working outside. I took the dog for a run, and I thought, you know, I'm going to treat myself. I don't usually buy drinks when I'm out, but I'm going to today. Popped in to buy an iced tea. There's like three or four people in front of me. Until one guy, not very politely, pointed out, hey, the lineup's over there. <laughs> Cat. There were so many fucking people buying Lotto Max tickets. It came down the aisle to the front door, wrapped around, past the ticket checker, and snaked back into oh, the other aisle. Oh, my God. Where were you? Sorry, what store was this at? It was at a Circle K. It was a, a gas Circle station K. Circle K. Of course. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the worst place if you just want to get a nice tea right before a $70 million ticket. <laughs> I didn't think it would be that bad, but that's I crazy. waited in line like 15 minutes because not only... Did I have to wait for all those people? It seemed like every single one of them hadn't checked their other ticket that they had from last week yet. So they were like, yeah, yeah, scan this. Oh, free play. Okay, yeah, I'll play the free play. Yeah, yeah I want to add Encore. Yep, no, give me another line and give me an Encore. And then give me another ticket with another line and an Encore. And I'm like, fuck me. Every single person in line is taking like two minutes. This is going to take half an hour to get through it. If I didn't want that drink so badly, I would have left. But the thing is... <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I tweeted out, like, the line is crazy to buy lottery tickets, everybody started tweeting at me. You know you can get them online, right? Why don't you just buy them online? Buy them online. Play OLG. Just do it. It's easy. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there to buy a lottery ticket. Not that I need life advice here about how to buy a lottery ticket. I'm aware of the options. But shit, stop judging. I wasn't trying to do that. I just wanted a tea. Fuck. <laughs> That's it. Did it was a hot day and I wanted to drink. Did you get it? Did you? Yeah, I did. Actually. Did you I did get wait a lo- in line. And, and I figured since I waited in line behind so many other people that were buying lottery tickets, you did it. I did end up buying of a lottery ticket. Of course you did. Yeah. But that's not wait. why I was there. Yeah. Yeah. 
You're going to wait that long. Why not? I had uh, an encounter with someone at Tim Hortons. I went into a Tim Hortons yesterday just because I went by one that didn't have drive through option. And Well, you know you can buy that online, right? They'll deliver it right to your house. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I had... Uh, I had one of those people that like to chat a lot on the other side, which is totally fine, by the way. Like, usually I'm, I'm down for chatting. But there was quite a line there at the Tim Hortons inside. Like I said, this is a, this was a place that didn't have a drive-thru. And he was spending all this time asking, so what are you doing today? You want to work for me? Do you want to work for me? And I was like, oh, <laughs> no, I've got, I've got stuff to do. <laughs> and I he's got like, a job. I'm okay, good. so I'll be back with your drink. But then I'm going to ask you again in case you change your mind. You want to work for me? I was like, um, okay, uh, you can take over my shift. I'm like, okay, I just want my coffee. (laughs) Were they trying to be funny or did they really just want to leave? No, I think they were trying to be funny, but they made the joke like several times. So I'm not sure if that was just their go-to joke. (laughs) I was just like, okay, well, I don't need to be awkward here, but uh, yeah, I do. I've got many things to do. So (laughs) I just, no, I don't want to take over your shift. Holy shit. That's a weird way to start a conversation. Hey, you want to take over my shift? Just being friendly. You know, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm good. good. I'm good. How did he know you didn't have a job that you had to get back to quickly? So stop yeah. talking and make the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. No, I didn't uh, want to be mean, you know? I didn't want to no, be mean. No, I get but... it. Anytime they're conversational, I will buy into that hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, if they ask too. me anything, like, oh, neat mask, where'd you get it? I will stop and have that conversation. Yeah. But I never start it. It's only if they bring it up. Yeah. Uh, speaking of restaurants, though, there's a girl on TikTok who's decided to break down the restaurants that guys will take girls to on dates. And I'm guessing she's from the States because it's got Applebee's and Chili's and uh, some of them that we have here, uh, Buffalo Wild Wing and such. But I'm going to play this for you from her TikTok video. You tell me if there's any truth to the fact that you can form an opinion of a guy based on the restaurant he takes you to. Listen to this. Applebee's. I immediately note that you're probably an alcoholic and are only here for the $1 Long Island iced teas. I'm ecstatic. We get blocked out, hook up, and probably never speak again. Olive Garden. It's clear that you tried to make an effort to pick the most romantic out of the options that you had. Also says that you're not real picky about the food as long as it has butter and calories in it. I agree. Unfortunately, it doesn't make up for the fact that you're not Italian because a real Italian wouldn't take me here. Chili's. You immediately win. I know that you're a man of taste, culture, and style. And if you bring up the two for 25, we might actually have a future together. Buffalo Wild Wings. I applaud you for not feeling threatened by the look of me eating wings. There's a follow-up where she says, if you go to TGI Fridays, you're a sociopath. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, It's probably been a while since you were on a date date with anyone other than your husband. But is there any truth to that? You can form an opinion on a guy based on his choice of restaurant? Um, I mean, yeah. Okay, you know what it is? It's based on the choice of effort. If they're the person asking you out... It can be it could be something simple like a place that is all the same like any name any one of those are like a family restaurant really most of them right like yeah. they're the same place you take your fucking family to and that's fine and there's nothing wrong with that but if you get circumstances surrounding that that are you know next level that's when it's special to me my for example my husband when he did ask me out for the first time like officially on a date I I was being just a smart ass about it because he said you pick anywhere you want anywhere. So I said, oh, I'd like to go to uh, Boston Pizza. And he's like, oh, that's easy. Okay. And I said, in Niagara Falls. And he picked me up on a Tuesday and drove all the way to Niagara Falls because I was being sassy. And we ate there. You know, so I think it was like the gesture of it. I was like, oh, damn, this is someone who's willing to, you know, be like, yes, like show offy and be like, I'll do that. I'll take you there. I'll take you anywhere you want. But it was also kind of like nice to know that you're putting in the fucking work. And that's pretty amazing. So I think there's something to... 
what surrounds your date. And maybe you could get a little picky if you wanted to about the actual place, sure. But fancy isn't necessarily always better. So I, I hope that nobody jumps to those conclusions. Yeah, I might actually, I don't know if my choices of restaurants are good or bad. I mean, based on this woman's philosophy here, I like different I'm such a foodie that I will drive a long way to get something specific. Mm -hmm. For example, if I read really good reviews on, um, uh, I'll give you a great example. There's a restaurant in Michigan that has a, a sandwich that they make. It's like a hoagie, but they make it with deep fried oysters in it and a homemade sauce. Deep fried oysters in a bun. It's incredible. I would do that for a date. I would say, hey, uh, we're going to go out. Great. How much time do you have? Cool. Are you cool if we do something a little different? And do you have a passport? Let's go. That's the sort of shit that I would do. Um, like I said, that's just me being a foodie. And if I'm going to go out, I want to enjoy it. Hopefully you do too. I'm pretty sure there's something on the menu that you'll like, but I, I'm not really a, a Buffalo Wild Wing or an Applebee's kind of guy. I, I, I don't really go there on dates. Not that I have anything against them. It's just... That's typically where I would go with my kids or okay. a couple of buddies for a beer or something like that. Uh, oh, while I'm playing TikTok videos, I'm going to play one more for you. It's uh, an ongoing series of people and how they got revenge on their exes. This one, he must have really fucked her over because it goes back years and she's still fucking with the guy. Listen to this. Ever since my ex and I broke up in 2016, I've had a very interesting tactic for revenge. My revenge comes in the form of email newsletters. So if I'm in the airport and I need an email address to give to the airport so I can use their Wi-Fi, I give them his. If I want to read an article and they need an email, I'll send them his. Do I want to be updated about events and happenings in the company? Yes. Topics of interest? All of them. And he doesn't know why. <laughs> Okay, I kind of like that. I kind of like that one. I kind of, I wonder, first of all, if he still has that same email address after being spammed to shit, that is impressive. That would have been a barrage of spam, right? Yeah. Like if she's putting him on that many lists, that's fucked up. Yeah, like you never want to lose your email address if you have a good one, right? If you have a good email address, and you know what I mean, if you don't have to have 15 letters, numbers, and a, nine different characters behind it, you have a good email. Uh, mm -hmm. Mine's all letters. You know, I scored that years ago. So I I don't even want to think about losing my personal email account that I've had for years and years and years. But sometimes I do get a shit ton of spam. And, and that's enough to make me annoyed. But if someone was purposely spamming you like that, you got to figure out, do I want to get rid of this email? Because what the fuck? I did not sign up for every single newsletter that ever existed. That's great, so though. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that have an email address specifically for spam. They know that they have to give their email address for various different things. So they keep their personal email personal and they keep their spam email address separate. And anything that they need to sign up for or enter an email address goes to that one. Now, me, I did not like the idea of having to use my email address for all the various shit that I sign up for or contests that you enter and stuff. So <laughs> along the same lines for years, I used Dave's. I used to give Dave's email. It was like Dave at the radio station we were working at dot com back in the day. And it was fucking great. One morning he's like, 
why the fuck am I getting spam from Pearson Airport parking? Wow. And I almost fell off my chair oh laughing. Oh my God, that's amazing. So good. So, so good. Um, just back to this girl for a second, though. It's 2021, and they broke up in 2016, and she is still trying to fuck this guy over. Oh, yeah. What happened here? I want to ask some questions. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It's been a long time. It's been a minute. So you could probably move along. And and again, you got to wonder, does he still use that email address after all of these years of spamming and constantly? Eh, it's a pain in the ass to shut down the email address, it and it feels like another breakup when you have to take that email address off your phone, yes. and ah, fuck it, it's not worth it. When it's it. attached to accounts, right? It's attached to your social media, or it's attached to your you know, uh, two-factor authentication for your work email or something. Yeah, it's a, I get it. It's a real pain in the ass. It's getting obnoxious out there again, Kat, because there's an international soccer tournament happening. This happens every time there's a tournament. I was driving yesterday, and I actually remember thinking as I was coming up, uh, I was on Dairy Road. I was thinking to myself, I had no idea there was that many France Canadians around here. No idea. Everywhere I went, I was seeing those car flags for France. They were playing yesterday, and they actually beat Germany 1-0. I had no idea because I never hear anything from the proud French citizens I mean, we hear from the Italians and the Portuguese and people like that regularly. But the uh, Italian flags are going up a lot. The Portuguese people were honking their horns like fucking maniacs yesterday, too. If you didn't know that Euro 2020 was happening right now, you'd be like, are are we being attacked? What is going on here? Are all the horns broken? What's the deal? (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, the France one stood out to me. Okay, we're going to talk about uh, COVID in just a sec because... Got to throw a daily commentary in there at some point. And they did open up the border, which is nice. Not the actual border. I mean, the one between Ontario and Manitoba. I don't know why anyone wants to go there from Ontario right now. And the border with Ontario and Quebec. So we'll come to that. Plus, JT is at the quarantine hotel. But first off, Bride actually featured on ABC7 News because of a Facebook post that she put up. She did what a lot of people do, created a Facebook group for her wedding, and she put her registry in there, and she made it very, very, very clear. Don't buy anything that's not on the registry. Mm -hmm. If it's not on the list, I don't want it. You have to pick something from the registry. And on here is Gucci or Louis Vuitton purses, new floor tiles for her entire house, high-class paintings, decorations, uh, gift cards for Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom, Calvin Klein, Gucci, even Whole Foods, JCPenney, and more. Kitchen-made appliances. It's obnoxious how many things are on this list. Wow. There's one other option, though. $400 cash. So in a way, by just saying, please only get me something that's on the registry, what she's saying is, No gifts that are worth less than $400 because the cheapest thing on there is the cash. Kind of a neat way of saying I only want cash without saying I only want cash, isn't it? Uh, It's very obvious to me. Um, Neat maybe, but it's, uh, it's, fuck, I hate stories like this at the same time because people are really missing the point now, aren't they? Of the show? 
the big show that you put on the for get, everybody? Yeah, no, there's there's a marriage that happens during the show. That's the thing people forget about, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, this person's a piece of work. So, okay, so I say, are we talking 400? So let's say I'm a cash person, okay? I give yep. cash at weddings. That's what I do. I, I usually don't give a gift. Sometimes I'll give like a gift on top of it if I know them really well. Um, but whatever. Cash is king. That's what I go with. So are you saying 400 a person? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, if you go to a wedding with somebody, you give a joint gift, don't you? Yeah. I mean, and it's usually whoever's friend it is. If I'm going to a wedding with uh, my girlfriend and it's her colleague or friend that's getting married, she takes care of the gift. I don't chip in for that. But if she's coming to uh, a wedding that is a friend or colleague of mine, then I take care of the gift. But it's always a gift from both, isn't it? Or yes. you, you wouldn't give $400 a person, would you? Yeah. See, that's what, I think that this is what she's going with. I think that Fuck she assumes. That. Yeah. So, okay. So then here's the deal. You know what? You want 400 bucks from me for this wedding, to, to attend this wedding for you, which is a wedding, by the way, lady. Um, not a all about you show with your fucking purses and shit that I'm pretty sure have nothing to do with the person you're marrying, but okay. So let's say that I am considering this. What's in it for me? That's what I want to know. You know, when I go there, I better see a fucking show. It better be a show. If you're going to assume and expect these things from us and tell us point blank, I expect you to give me $400 or any of these gifts on this registry. What do I get? What are you doing? How much are you spending? Who's playing at the wedding? You know, I better walk in there and see fucking dead mouse (laughs) as your DJ. I better be greeted at the door by Drake, you know, and on my way in, I, you know, I got to see, I got to see something, you know, tell me what I'm, what I'm in for here. Because if it's just your average everyday bullshit that we all know very well that we go to several times a year, uh, pre-COVID anyway. Somebody pull out your keys and somebody else get a napkin and let's all dance around like assholes. What if you was the leader of the table? If it's that shit, you you can shove it up your ass. I'm not even coming. But you tell me. You tell me what makes you so great. You know, you're sitting here saying you need to be good enough to be at my wedding. You tell me what makes you so good that I should attend your wedding and give you that. I mean, for me, it's kind of like tipping. I, I don't think I could go to a wedding without giving a gift. I just don't think I could do it. Now, I, we, when we talked about this on our FM radio show early this morning, we had a couple people point out, you go with cash, but depending on the wedding, that's how much cash goes in the actual envelope, and you stick it in after you've seen the spread they're putting on. I don't even know if that's right. Even that seems a little unethical. You're supposed to drop your envelope in the little birdcage on the way in at the receiving line, aren't you? (laughs) That's right. Yes, you are. Yes, you are supposed to do that. Sometimes it is very vague, though. Um, I don't know if you've ever attended those weddings. I have before where they've been married or they're getting married. The ceremony is far away, is a destination. But they've decided to have a little wedding here before or afterward, right? Yep. So those are the ones I question if they don't give any info. Like, okay, so are you actually doing a full-blown wedding? Is this a show up and there is a cash bar and a buffet style? Like, what is this? Because you've already had your wedding or you're already going to have your wedding. So what am I walking into? So there have been times where I walk in unsure of what, if I put in the envelope, is that enough or is that too much? Because I don't know what to expect. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) There's people who will go with the unsealed envelope. They'll put, say, uh, 400 bucks in there for them and their partner. Mm-hmm. And when they get there and find out it's a cash bar, boop, 200 bucks is coming out. 
Oh, it's a buffet. Yeah, we'll pull out an extra couple bucks. Oh, uh, what is it here? Uh, no DJ, no band. Okay, yeah, we're going to pull another 50 bucks out. And they literally start the bride off, the bride and groom off at the max and just keep decreasing as shit pisses them off throughout the it's, evening. It's incredible, isn't it? Like oh, that long speeches. Happen. That's going to cost you 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah, that does happen. I don't know if I could do that. I really could. I also don't know how you go after the fact and drop the envelope in the birdcage. Isn't that kind of like making it obvious that that's what you were doing? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, probably. And you got cash like sticking out of your pockets. Like what is happening here? (laughs) Wait a minute. Uh, The toy uh, toy selling website, Adam and Eve surveyed some of their people i love adam and eve not one not two but three (laughs) those commercials were amazing back in the day so they were asking people about their porn watching habits Uh and i have a feeling adam and eve is seeing how much money sites like pornhub and red tube are making and they're probably thinking about getting into the business themselves since they're already known for things that'll make you orgasm so according to their survey 57% of people admit they watch porn. Who are the other 43% that say they never watch porn? Because that number seems a little off to me. Broken down, they say 68% of men said, yeah, they watch porn. Almost 70%. Only 48% of women. This is coming from Adam and Eve, who is a toy. I mean, you're right. They're not in porn technically yet, but they might be soon. Their products are prominently featured, though. (laughs) Prominently. You're darn right. Like zoomed right in. You're absolutely right. So, okay. So if you think about this audience, because I really like to dive into these these kinds of uh, surveys. If you think about that audience, maybe those are people who truly do just enjoy using the toys, but it doesn't necessarily mean they like watching. Um, other people do things, eh, question mark. I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure it out too because those numbers, you're absolutely right. They they do seem low. It's almost like porn is too available now. It's in so many different yeah. places that it's not a big deal. Like when I think back to when I was younger and, and the only way you were going to get porn if you didn't own it on VHS was to look at a Playboy magazine or watch the scrambled channels hoping you can see a nipple or, or something like that. Uh, late at night or the city TV baby blue movies overnight. That was the only time you were going to see porn. Now, you name it, I can get it for you in seconds. No problem. It's almost too easy. Yeah. Strange statistic. Um, (laughs) I asked this on Twitter yesterday, too. Why are schools closed? They were closed two weeks ago, and they're going to be closed for the next two weeks. And... We had 296 cases in Ontario oh. yesterday. Oh, you dared, you, you dared to ask the question? I did. Uh. And again, people jumped to conclusions like, uh, here's Lindsay here. What's the point in sending them back for nine days? That wasn't the point, Lindsay. The point was, why were they closed in the first place? I mean, hey, think about this. When you go back to, I think it was June the 1st or June the 3rd, when they announced formally school will not return until September. I mean, the modeling said we would be a little bit higher than we are right now, so we're ahead of the game. But knowing that by this time, 70% of the province would be vaccinated, you know, it kind of seems like in hindsight they pulled the trigger a little too quickly to shut her down. And then speaking of 
doing things prematurely. They announced, what was it, two, three weeks ago, that we're not doing the CNE this year. No Canadian National Exhibition, an end-of-summer tradition in Ontario. Yet Wonderland is opening in three weeks. Mm-hmm. If Wonderland can be open in July, why the fuck can we not do the CNE at the end of August? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't know what what they had to go through and figure out to make those choices that they made. The CNE, whose choice is that then? Does that have to do with the city? I believe the, ci- uh, the yeah. city has to condone it being done on the exhibition right, grounds. Right, right. So these are different people making these choices for two different things. They're not, it's not like it's the same. But I see what you mean. I'm trying to picture what Wonderland's going to be like. It's going to be limited people. Because I even considered, like, hmm, do I want to go to Canada's Wonderland this summer? I don't know. I guess I'll wait and see what it looks like. CNE, a lot of it is very hands-on experiences. You know, there are rides there. Most people know. There's food vendors. People might not, we might not be there yet for that. I mean, that really is, when you go to the CNE, that's what you think of, right? Food vendors walking around, going on rides for the most part. So maybe they just figure they wouldn't be able to make enough money because not enough people would feel, I don't know. Mind you, people are feeling a lot more comfortable than I thought they'd feel. Sure. So yeah. maybe they could have been successful opening in August. You're right. I'm not sure what made them make those choices. I don't know what happened internally in any of those cases. But I am keeping an eye on Canada's Wonderland thing because I'm. that's interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, I just think we spend so much time in this pandemic reacting. It's like, oh, fuck, that third wave is really coming down on us. Maybe we should do something. Okay. All right. I mean, it wasn't hard to see that that third wave was coming. We could have done things to mitigate it coming. In advance, fine. Now we're being so proactive that we're almost shooting ourselves in the foot. I mean, these 21 days in between steps one, two, and three, we're already at step two vaccination levels in Ontario. We'll be at step three vaccination levels next week. And yet step three is over a month away. We canceled the CNE, which is not until Labor Day weekend. We canceled that three weeks ago. And now things are so good and there's so many people vaccinated that Canada's Wonderland can open up. We canceled schools at the beginning of June because, oh, I don't know, the numbers still aren't where we want them. And yet if you had just looked down the line a little bit with the amount of people having their second dose of vaccine, it's perfectly fine. There's no reason that kids couldn't be going to school in almost every part of the province right now. Almost every single one. It just seems like now we've gone over the top proactive that... Maybe they should just take a step back and say, okay, before we say we're going to not do this or we're going to cancel that, maybe we should just think about this for a minute. The uh, border restrictions get eased up on June the 22nd. So that's about a week away from when the current border closure expires. And they're already saying we might extend that by maybe two more weeks, probably not a full month, but maybe a couple more weeks we might extend that. Maybe you shouldn't make that decision right now. People are getting vaccinated so fucking quickly. We're doing more than a half a million vaccines a day. Mm -hmm. Yesterday in Ontario, we did 200,000 shots in one day. 80% of them were second doses. 80% of that, Mm 160,000 more people got their second shot. And I'm just thinking, everybody just take a step back here because nobody seems to be looking down the line. There's no reason at all. That we couldn't do Taste of the Danforth in Toronto at the end of July. 
There's no reason whatsoever based on what we know now. So before you guys pull the trigger and say, mm, no, you're going to have to cancel, why don't you wait a couple of weeks and see what the situation calls for? Because it just seems very final to say no CNE at the beginning of June. To have canceled school at the beginning of June, not knowing that just a week later it was going to be great, that was kind of premature too. But one of the people who can make the decisions on these border restrictions is Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. He's waking up this morning in a three-star Ottawa airport hotel. He has to go to the quarantine hotel just like every other Canadian. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think most people understand I don't have a lot of uh, time for the prime minister. I, I Not as advertised was the right way to label him a couple years ago. But he, uh, he doesn't need to be at the quarantine hotel. There's absolutely no reason that he should be there. I don't think anybody should be there, but the last person to go should be him. Do you know how many times he got tested in the last two weeks before that G7 and NATO summit? How many? So many times. Daily, he had to get tested. He got tested when he arrived, tested daily. He's good. He's also been vaccinated with at least one shot, probably both, but at least one that we know of. There's no reason for him to be in a quarantine hotel because you know what it's doing? It's costing all of us money. Yeah, but he has to he has to do it. You know that because if he didn't do it, that would make headlines everywhere. It would look worse if he didn't do it, Scott. I, I just think that the risk there is so minimal. And what is it costing the taxpayers here to have him? The entire media traveling team with him, his security, uh, the ministers, the aides, everybody with him has to take up this entire hotel in Ottawa, 24-7 security, just so that he can, what, look good? I personally, I get the whole people think that the rules that apply to them should apply to our leaders. I I think we should be looking at risk. And frankly, it's costing us a fortune to have this guy prove a point. Just send him home. He's going to self-isolate for two weeks at Rideau Cottage. That probably would have been just fine because he's not paying for it. If you or I has to go to a quarantine hotel, yeah, we get that $3,000 bill or a $5,000 fine now for skipping it. I kind of like that he's going to a shitty three-star hotel right now. I'm kind of good with it. So Trudeau is at the quarantine hotel, and he is, I don't know, what is he doing? He's got to be bored as shit. I wonder if they pimped out that hotel for him. Like, knowing the prime minister's coming, he's got work to do, he's got a country to run. Yeah, probably. He's got a vaccine rollout to manage, that sort of shit. Like, did they put in some high-end secure telecommunications? Is he watching regular fucking Rogers Cable in there? What's going on with the PM? Yeah. I have to think that it was... They had to have done it up a little. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's got, like, whatever the, whatever the high-end suite is, and I'm using air quotes when I say that, at that hotel, that's probably what he has. He's got the office set up with the desk because he's probably still doing his Zoom meetings and everything else that he has to do. He, basically, it's still the same, but maybe with shittier food. Like, that. that's it. And, and obviously, it's a three-star hotel, so, it, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, if they want to leave him there, I'm also good with that. You just, you, you just stay there, Justin. That'd be just fine. You think about Bill C-10 for a little bit, and, and then you come back to us with a better solution. Uh, speaking of borders, though, the, <laughs> the border between Ontario and Manitoba and Ontario and Quebec is now fully reopened today. And they're actually celebrating this. I think we should be embarrassed that it was closed. Personally, uh, back in April, they shut down, quote unquote, the border between us and the provinces that surround us as Ontario battled a third wave. It meant people could only enter Ontario for reasons deemed essential 
and law enforcement could stop and question travelers. So the reopening of the border means that people can go freely again to Manitoba or Quebec, but they have to follow public health protocols when they get here. I think they're expecting that if somebody from Quebec comes to Ontario, they're going to self-isolate for two weeks. Hmm. Do you know how... I don't even think there's one person who's going to do that. No, not of course not. Not even one. No, of course not. Nope. Nope. When you think about the amount of people that are even going to travel between the provinces, let's say, you are either a tourist, it's possible, I suppose, or you're there for work and you're you're not going to do it. You're absolutely right. So the borders reopen now, and, and I mean, that's fine, but... This is the problem with reopening that border. I mean, I was the one who was in favor of a regional reopening. And I personally didn't mind if, if um, I don't know, uh, Waterloo Region was shut down. So people from Waterloo Region went to, I don't know, Brant or to Hamilton to do some shopping. I didn't have a problem with that. I think we shut down the areas where there's an issue, but everybody else should be reopened. So now the problem is most of the businesses that are still closed here in Ontario gyms, movie theaters, hair salons, indoor dining, all that shit is still shut down here in Ontario. What's to stop those people in Ottawa from just going over to to Gatineau to get a haircut, to go get dinner? And there's no checks and balances on that whatsoever. I mean, if you're in uh, Ontario, you can look at that shitty mobility data and say, oh, fuck, people from Halton are going over to Peel to eat. I don't think we can do that with Quebec. I don't know if we have access to those numbers. And even if we do, there's no way to stop it. If you're a restaurant owner in Ottawa, you've got to be losing your fucking mind right now that you're still shut down, but people can go over to Quebec and get the meal and have themselves a party. It's kind of ridiculous that we're still shut down. And that's why so many people are calling for skip step two and just go right to step three. I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I will sign that. Whatever it is, and it's a, I mean, it's a possibility, but you're, to go back to what we said initially and have been saying is they're being extra careful this time around. It is very, very slow, and for whatever reason, this is the way that they want to do it because they don't want to fuck up. And that, you know, like, okay, I get it, but I'm with the people who, who say, let's go right to step three. I'm there. Let's do it. Here's another question that comes up a lot when people ask me about COVID or I get into a conversation about it. Are the vaccines actually working or are the numbers going down because the numbers go down in this warmer weather when people go outside? This happened last year, too, when we had no vaccines. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know how to argue that because they're right. We did go down to like double digit cases this time last year. I'd, uh, I'd love to think the vaccines are working. Maybe that does have a hand in it, but it's hard to argue with that logic. Uh, Listen, everyone, all I can say is if you're waiting for your vaccine, still be careful. You want to be vaccinated more than you don't want to be vaccinated. Because I still see a scenario where for the people that aren't vaccinated and even some who are, it's very possible we could get a fourth wave in the fall. And then that should be the final decision on whether or not it's vaccinations or seasonal that we're dealing with this. Yep. I mean, I've I've heard the same thing. I've heard similar. Well, obviously, it's like we're going outside more and that's why. But um, there, yeah, I, 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 it, it's not something that I would be willing to say I knew 100%. Oh, no, it's 100% the vaccines. I'm not going to say that that's not seasonal, but at least we know we do have the vaccines. And hopefully that is what's going to save us from that fourth wave. If, let's say, this is seasonal, let's add the vaccines work, which they should, then it should all equal to no more 
will we have those waves? Aside from the people who decide not to take the vaccine, they might be hit with something, and then maybe they'll change their tune and get a vaccine. I don't know. But, yeah, the only thing we can do is kind of sit around and wait for that, Scott. I'm sure that they're also doing their best, they being um, the people who who research this, the medical experts. But I'm not sure how you decide if something is seasonal or not seasonal. I I don't know how that works and if they can even do extended tests and and things on that if the weather isn't there for them to do that in. You know what I mean? Are they testing people in cold temperatures right now and fucking freezers somewhere just to see if it is seasonal or not? Or I, I mean, I don't Who would know. sign up for that study? That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> sounds horrible. Why don't we just throw the uh, like AC super high in Trudeau's hotel there and let him be the uh, guinea pig? Hey, you've been vaccinated. <laughs> Test this out for us. No, I mean, I don't know what the answer is, but yeah, I've heard the exact same argument and I'm not sure they can even say with confidence 100% that it's not a seasonal thing like the flu that we all know that people will get the flu shot for anyway or may have. We may have to take this every year. They've already made that perfectly clear. This may be just like the flu shot where we take this every year because it flares up every single year right around that, you know, October, November, December mark. Last point I'll make on this is when the pandemic first broke out, a lot of the naysayers and and uh, conspiracy theorists, quote unquote, were going on about herd immunity. And the public health experts didn't want to talk about herd immunity because we didn't have vaccines at the time. Herd immunity would mean we need like 70 percent of the population to catch covid and recover. But thousands of people would have died in the meantime to get to herd immunity. But then the vaccinations came in and then public health experts were were a little more open to talking about herd immunity. And we heard numbers like, well, it'll need to be at least 70 percent, maybe 75, maybe even 80 percent. We're getting close. And now nobody seems to want to talk about herd immunity anymore. Like, at what point are there so many people vaccinated that covid has nowhere to go? Even if somebody does get infected, the people around them are vaccinated Mm -hmm. statistically and they can't pass it on to anybody. So the virus just dies out after that 14 day incubation period. I'd love to know why they keep changing the terminology on shit like that. uh, What we need is more leaders that will do interviews. No more press conferences. No more. uh, If you have a question, raise your virtual hand in the Zoom chat and you can ask the leader. I want actual interviews so that we can ask firm questions with follow-ups with a common theme, not just one reporter asks about borders and another reporter asks why Canada's wonderland uh, guests have to wear masks. You know, like it's a real hodgepodge of shit that gets asked at these things. Anyway, uh, that's all I got for today. Is there anything else you want to cover here? No, um, let's just put out a little thing here. If you believe that the lottery is a scam, you're not alone. (laughs) We've learned from many people. But how do you tell somebody they're wrong? I mean, they've got a point. There's so many people that say, oh, the Lotto Max is rigged. What are the odds nobody won three jackpots in a row? I mean, it happens all the time. The odds of the numbers that came up last night coming up are, what, one in a million or something like that? One in a million? I think they're even... One in 25 million, isn't it? Yeah, they're astronomical. If you and here's the other thing too, that's fine, and you can believe what you want to believe. If it's a scam, don't buy a ticket. Like that, that's that's totally fine if you believe it. But I, I, it's amazing to me how many people assume that just because it went without a win. The only reason you were even tuned into that is because the jackpot is so big. If it was, if we were talking about a five million that went to a ten million that went to a fifteen million, nobody'd be saying shit. 
But because it's 70 and then 70 again and then 70 again with bigger max millions, that's what's catching people's attention. Anyway, whatever. You know what? Don't buy a ticket. I will so I can win. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I'll just say on that, it's funny because people have been paying attention because there was no winner on Friday and there was no winner last Tuesday and there was no winner last night. So that's three in a row. Nobody won. What are the odds? No, I mean, for it to even get to 70 million meant that there was a lot of weeks where nobody won. Um, You're more likely to not win than you are to win. And that's why lotteries are popular. It's gambling, everyone. So is it fixed? You think whatever you want. I think that's kind of a ridiculous theory. But hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm the sucker here lining up to drop my $5 plus Encore (laughs) twice a week. I'll do it. Yeah, I mean, you can't win without a ticket, so I'm still going to buy it. Have yourselves a fantastic hump day, everybody. Get some wine in you tonight, and we will catch you right back here tomorrow. Well, this is exciting. Next month, New York City is throwing a ticker tape parade to honor the pandemic's frontline workers. That's right, a parade for doctors and nurses. It'll be like Mardi Gras, except when you flash them, they yell, hey, get that mole checked out. You go, okay. <laughs> Some more pandemic news. According to a new study, COVID infections are dropping where people are vaccinated and rising where they are not. (laughs) You can read more about the study in the prestigious medical journal, Thanks Genius. According to reports, a recent data breach of the burger chain McDonald's disclosed the square footage of restaurant play areas. And this is alarming. Those ball pits are 30 feet deep. According to reports, Brisbane, Australia will be announced as the host of the 2032 Olympics. Even crazier, Tokyo, Japan will host the Olympics in 2021. (laughs) The After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.